Well, what is up, everybody? In beautiful Philadelphia, sitting in my hotel room, just doing a little work. Thought I'd drop one of these bad boys. Lots of things to report. Some good, some not so good, some just some shit. As usual, this song puts a smile on my face. But as usual, I also can't figure out how to run music behind or have it here. I don't fucking know. All I know is this. Come on. So good to be here, everybody. Beautiful Philadelphia. What's going on on a Friday? Um, before I get to everything, thank you guys to all of you that um, bought my uh, special, which is available on my website, comedianjoshwolf.com. You head over there. It's just five dollars. Uh, I would appreciate the support so much. Um, I shot and produced it myself. Um, and um, it, just with my process of trying to sell it and the notes that I was getting back. And you know what? If nothing else, even if you don't like stand-up comedy, let's support the, the little fella. I want to show these people that we don't need them. We can put out our own content. They don't got to tell me what's good or what's bad. And I promise you, I promise you, this special is good. I really am proud of it. So please check it out. It's called Father of the Year on my website, ComedianJoshWolf.com. Tell a motherfucker, you know? Um, But happy to be here. Uh, Great show last night in Philadelphia. Busy comedy landscape here this weekend. Ready for this? Last night, Joe Rogan had two shows here. Joey Diaz has a show here tonight. Sebastian has a show at the fucking Wells Fargo Center. And whoever's left is coming to my show. (laughs) Holy fuck. That's like heavy hitter, heavy hitter, heavy hitter. Oh, and if you if you got some stragglers, Josh is here too. I mean, that is a just a lineup and a half. Um, here we go, everybody. State of emergency from Logic, featuring Two Chains, off the Bobby Tarantino Dose album. Yeah, man, I like Logic. Um. So last night's show, good, super good. Um, People are really, you know, I started doing the music on stage 
for me, you know, because I liked it so much. And people are really, really starting to respond to it. So I'm pretty excited about that. I think I'm going to start doing one show a week where I just show up to the town or city early and do one show, just music, just on the stool with the guitar. Because right now I do like 50 minutes of stand-up and like 15 of music. And I might switch it around and do like 50 of music and 15 of stand-up just one night. It might be fun. You know? might be fun. Um, but here we are and uh, everything good at my house. All good. Um, you know, missing Beth a lot this trip. I miss my buddy, you know. Um, but I have... I can't remember the last time, the last stretch where I had so much fun on stage. So thank you guys very much. Really just one of those things where I'm like, yeah. Somebody asked me, by the way, um, a weird question. Like, what do I think about the Eminem Machine Gun Kelly battle rap diss thing? Hey, my response to that, um, and I just like to keep it pretty simple is I have zero response to two grown men rhyming at each other. Is that what you're asking me? Whose side am I on? I'm on the side of fucking, why are two grown men rhyming at each other? How about that? That's the side I'm on. The side of who gives a fuck the two dudes are doing insults in rhymes. Like Anytime anybody takes those things too seriously, I'm like, you are a fucking grown-up. Rhyming at each other. I don't, I don't, I don't. I think, I, I actually think that somebody asked Chris D'Elia the same question and he might have had the same type of response. And I'm on board for that same thing. Like, that I'm thinking about it. I I could give a fuck about what two grown ups, they want to, they're rhyming at it. You going to insult. Oh, come on. You guys know this song. One of the best ever. Allison by Elvis Costello. But like, you. You're going to seriously ask me where I fall? I fall on the side of who gives a fuck. I fall on the side of one. They're counting their money. While you guys are trying to decide who does it better. Who gives a shit ass fuck dick? (laughs) Really, guys, come on. There's other things I'd like to worry about, like anything. Like, why why did they decide to keep chocolate brown? Like, I don't give a shit, right? I would rather worry about how come the tip of my asshole itches sometimes. That's something I'm really concerned about. Not even the asshole, like, above, like, below the spine, not a hemorrhoid, but, like, it's the same spot seems to itch. Now, I'd like to figure that out, that mystery. You know what I mean? Why are my feet so dry sometimes when I put them in my socks, they slip around and they make me want to choke somebody out? I'd rather figure that out. Why can't they make curtains to block out, keep the sun and light out in hotel rooms besides straight up blackout curtains? Why can't they pull those two curtains from the side and make it so there isn't a gap in the middle? I'd rather have them figure figure that out. Who gives a shit? I'd rather them figure out, like, how do you... How how do we make it so when I walk down the street and I have, like, my mouth open for a second, 
a bug doesn't fly in like it did today. Like, how do I do that without having a mouth guard over my face? Like, like a ha without having a windsock in my mouth to catch that shit? Like, how do I do that? Who gives a shit what Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly... First of all, it's a dude named Machine Gun Kelly and another grown-up who goes by Eminem. Why are you taking it so seriously should be the real question. You know what I'm saying? Who gives a book would be my answer to that. But thank you for asking. I don't know if that's like this person who asked me about the Kiki challenge. First of all, I had to Google it. And then I thought, again, someone said, when are you going to do the Kiki challenge? When someone has a gun to my head. When someone says, hey, we're gonna, we are going to wipe out planet Earth unless you do that. And even then it would be a fucking, eh, maybe, maybe. What the shit? It's so weird what catches on. There have been some things where I legitimately put out where I was like, this is so funny. How does this? And it gets like six and a half views. And then some asshole dances outside of their car. When it's moving to a song and like, what? What is happening? I just don't, sometimes I'm really not sure what entertainment is anymore. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I'm like, this has 760,000 million views. What is it? Oh, it's a dude walking up the stairs. Oh. Jay-Z, everybody. Interlude. Off the Black Album. Yeah, so that's it. You know what I mean? Like, I know a lot of people. Guys, I'm a pretty simple person. I went into a clothing store today, right? Self. Come on. I went into a clothing store today, right? And I just wanted someone. She was trying to convince me that corduroy is back in style. I don't know if you guys know this about me. I don't know shit about fashion. So I was like, well, I'm, I'll listen. You know, but all I remember in high school, it's hard to reprogram myself. Because all I remember in high school, obviously, is not corduroy pants. She was talking about corduroy jacket, right? And so I put it on, and it's just too busy. I like plain, st streamlined clothes. I know it doesn't seem like I put a lot of effort into my clothes, because I don't. But I, I know what I like. Same with shoes, anything. If it's got too much shit going on, I'm not your guy. I like it plain and streamlined. And this thing had just a shit ton of stitching. So she said to me, well... Uh, I said, it's a little too busy for me. I need a little more streamlined. And she said, maybe you could use a little pop. And I said, yeah, if I was 17. But you don't want a middle-aged dude walking down the street with pop. Yeah, that's one of the problems. I'm not trying to go backwards to stitching and fucking bedazzle. I'm a grown-up. I don't give a fuck about Machine Gun Kelly and Eminem. Not uh. And I don't need, like, a ton of fucking, like, some, like, Helen Keller got her hand on a sewing machine and just grabbed it under a jacket. Hey, I don't, and by the way, you guys have heard me. I don't buy this Helen Keller stuff. How are you teaching somebody who can't figure anything out? How are you? I'm not one of those guys who doesn't think that you guys know that I've interviewed somebody who didn't believe in blind people, right? I'm not that guy. But I still don't understand the Helen Keller. I'm going to deep dive. I might Google, I might YouTube some of her interviews. I'm kidding. Does she have interviews? That would be amazing. 
I, you know, one of my favorite internet uh, complaints or whatever. This dude was talking about Daniel Day Lewis and and his role in Lincoln, and he was like, "I liked him, but I didn't believe like he, that he sounded like Lincoln." You were you checking the old Abe Lincoln tapes? That was your problem that he you don't think he was an accurate depiction vocally. I mean, is that the stupidest? Yeah, you know what? But Jurassic Park, I like the acting, but I thought the dinosaurs, they moved a little slow for me. Shut the fuck up. What? Uh, guys, this is Jackson 5, live at the Forum. It's a great album. Great album. Come on. Ain't nothing like the real thing, baby. Ain't nothing like... Um... You know what I mean? Let's let's just fucking take it down a notch. Just go outside, have a good time, relax. Daniel Day Lewis and Lincoln. Ah, fuck! I didn't think his teeth were the same. What the shit? What are you saying to me right now? You don't think? Yeah, his walk was different. What? You know when he sat at the table, Abe Lincoln already always went for the carbs first. And I noticed in the movie, Danny Day-Lewis ate his meat first. What the fuck? You know what? I think Abe Lincoln's hat was a little taller and his beard wasn't as frizzy. Shut your fucking face. Shut your face. It's so dumb. Like, that is the single... You, you clearly have way too much time on your hands. I do... Uh, uh, um, I do want to touch on something real quick. You know, I've been, I, you know, you guys know that I'm, uh, I'm friends with a guy named Owen Benjamin and, uh, I, I know how some people feel about Owen and, uh, you've heard me talk about him before and Owen's a friend of mine and I don't care how many times people tell me he's racist or white supremacist. He's not, he's not. And, um, but I, it, it is alarming to me how many social media platforms and and sites that he's being banned from i think it's a really not just him but uh i think it's a real dangerous time i'm a huge first amendment guy and um he's not going to jail obviously but in a broader uh looser uh definition of the, the of free speech we are censoring uh, voices we don't like. And, um, you know, I would even go so far as, and I, I don't agree with a single fucking thing he says, but I would go as far to defend Alex Jones. Look, I, my big problem with that dude Milo, let me start way back then. Come on. Sublime. Same in the end. To me, it's, we go back all the way back to that Milo guy. Do you know he would have had zero press if he hadn't been banned? He, do you know there were more people protesting? I, I In one of his things at Berkeley, only 40 people had been on the list to show up. But as soon as you ban him, millions of people know who he is. And guys like me, who hate that motherfucker and think he's just a press-grabbing fucking leech on society... Start to feel bad for him because, yo, 
It's important to hear voices you don't agree with. And it's how they weaponize. Whatever side you're on, if you if you put the lid on the boiling pot of water, it's going to blow. You keep putting lids on the voices you don't like, they will explode. It turns worse. It turns worse. The only reason millions of people around the country know who that motherfucker is is because when they protested him and when they shut him down, it was on every newscast. It was better for him than if he had just done the speech. When you ban Alex Jones, I would say his people are, a, a lot of his people are fucking bananas like him. But you weaponize them. You make them feel like they are being attacked. He's not changing people's minds, dude. You think people are going to InfoWars just to, though some of us go to laugh, but you think new people are going to like, he's got a point. No. If you believe in Alex Jones, you believe already. He's not changing people's minds. Some people go ironically. They listen because they like the rant and that he's fucking bananas. And some of us like train wrecks. But when you squash that voice, you weaponize him. You will attract more people to him. You will, um, you're not changing their minds. The people who think, believe in Alex already believe the shit that he says. So taking him off those sites doesn't change anything in my mind. It makes him more powerful, more sympathetic, more sympathetic. And I know some of you are like, fuck them. He doesn't get to say, he does get to say what he wants. And I know it's a private company and all that stuff, YouTube, and they get to make their decisions. But... Who ends up being the people who are end up being the judge and jury? Oh, it's embarrassing that Matchbox 20 just came on. But fuck you guys. This is a great album. Girl like that. This is a great album. You know, that's just my my view is that like we make them more powerful and and to me Owen to put Owen in a group with Alex Jones is ridiculous. But whether you believe what Owen is saying or not or agree with it, when you shut him down, it almost, or same with Alex Jones and other people, and again, I'm not grouping Owen with those guys, but you almost validate to him and them and his followers that what he's saying is right and has a purpose and yeah the left is scared of it and that's why they're shutting it down alex jones milo whatever the people that follow them they're following them anyways guys you're just making them more powerful in my mind you gotta let these people talk themselves out they're gonna keep talking and talking and talking they're gonna keep talking they're gonna keep talking and talk and now it's the government the left and now it's censorship you fucking you don't think they came for me they're coming for you all that shit it's a way to rally the base i think a lot of these guys push the envelope for that purpose for that purpose and these companies just play right into their fucking hands one man's opinion man it's a big old world out there you don't like what they're saying? Don't go. But the people who like them are going to find them anyways. You don't like what they're saying? Don't fucking go. But, like, it's crazy to me that you can go on YouTube and, and watch someone 
show you how to make a bomb. You can go online and you can order an AK-47 to put together. As long as you can put it together in the mail, it'll come part. You can do that. I would think those two things before listening to words. I honestly have less problem with these guys than I do with the very far left who I feel like is squashing voices that they don't like. You're making the voices more powerful. And don't be such a pussy. It's okay to for people to have this different ideas. Even if you're like, these are fucking inciting violence. So is squashing the ideas. So is putting a lid on them. You want to have an intelligent conversation? Go have one. You think you're smarter than that person? Get in front of them and talk to them. Not scream at each other. Not libtard Nazi. You want to fucking make a difference? Make a difference. Or do you want to keep pissing into the wind? Because that's what's happening. Oh, it's going to end bad, everybody. Oh, it's going to end bad. So, uh, uh, by the way, lots of love to everybody in the Carolinas uh, right now. Um, I hope everyone evacuated and stayed safe and dry. My big thing, guys, is... We are, we have, oof. no, but I said this before, but nobody wants the truth. They just want the truth that they already agree with. Nobody wants to have a conversation and listen, that, is this going to be a conversation where I can change your mind? No? Well then, eat dicks. It's so dumb. Come on. Leonard Skinner, have you, did you see the fucking documentary on Skinner on Showtime? You should. Give me three steps. It's a great live album, too. One more from the road. Well, it's not a live album, but... So good. Um, But, like... Yeah, man. Anyways. Uh, forget that shit. I'm just saying. You know? It seems so... We're... The internet has made every dumb person in the world think they're smart because you can find whatever fact you want on the internet. There aren't not enough facts. There's too many. Too many. I think what they should do is that they should, on Capitol Hill, they should play a giant game of Red Rover. Red Rover, Red Rover. And let's see what the fuck happens. Let's bring back... I say, you got a problem with someone, bring back Red Rover. Oh, you remember running full speed into people? If you did that right now with grown-ups, you would, because one of two things is going to happen. You're potentially either going to rip somebody's arm out of their socket, or like if two strong people are holding on, you're going to puncture somebody's spleen. Like Red Rover, Red Rover for grown-ups seems like a completely different game. So good. Uh, a good. You know what else would be good? Like a giant game of uh, kick the can. Oh, we used to play kick the can. You guys remember? We used to play in our neighborhood. I never see kids doing that now. Did you guys ever? We used to play neighborhood games of kick the can. So fuck. And we used to used to be in the. We'd leave the can in the back of um, Julian DeRico's house. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything to anybody. Except for maybe if anybody from my hometown listens to this. 
But we would listen to put it in the back of Julian's house. And, uh, you know, and then he'd spread out over the neighborhood. Neighborhood. Oh, so I really feel like like that. There's so many bad things that I think there's great things about living now. But for kids not to be out on their own with other kids in the neighborhood, figuring shit out, getting into trouble, being mischievous, not like bad kids, but being it's part of being a kid is being mischievous, getting in trouble, getting caught stealing part of being a kid. All, I'm not saying don't get mad at your kid, but like people overreact. I, I remember when I, my brother and I, Jonathan, Jonathan was like the king thief. And we were at the campus center once, UMass. And this guy, he would go in the store and come out. And he had so much shit. And then he was like, I'm going back for one more thing. And he got busted going back in. And my mom worked at UMass. And uh, I'm sitting at the dinner table that night, and my parents are just fucking laying into him. And then he pulled a... Josh was doing it, too. And I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, man. Stealing things. I mean, yeah, when I was a kid, did I light caterpillars on fire? Yeah. Yeah, because we had these caterpillars. By the way, I haven't seen a caterpillar in forever. It was during... Uh, um, people, I don't know, old enough and lived in the Northeast where they those caterpillars that were eating all the trees. So you'd have people come around and collect them and light these fucking caterpillars on fire. Yeah, we used to catch caterpillars and light. We were kids. Do you, like when I was a kid, okay, I would get on my bike, no helmet, no elbows, no elbow pads, no knee pads. I would get on my bike at nine in the morning and my, basically... You were just like telling your parents, I hope I make it home. Because you didn't have a cell phone. There's no way to get in touch with you. Basically, we'll see you at dinner. Fingers crossed. But yeah, just in case I don't end up in the back of someone's car. Oh, Pearl Jam. Come on. Please stop. I love it, man. Uh, right? You just decided to leave your house. Think about that. Would you let your kid, 12-year-old kid, leave their house, no cell phone, no helmet, and just get the fuck out and be like, hey, I'll be back around dinner? That's it? But that's why I think one of the biggest mistakes that parents make is that they constantly feel like they are in charge of entertaining their kids. I got to schedule them. I got to make sure they're happy. Is everything okay? You want to do something? Hey. No, just they got to entertain themselves. They got to figure out how to do it themselves or else they're never going to be okay being alone. You know what I mean? I think my brother and um, sister-in-law do a f great job with that with their daughter. My niece, Noah, Zoe. I called her Noe. I hope they're not listening to this. But um, yeah, it's so important that your kid learns how to do some shit on their own, you know? Because you remember our parents used to be like, just go outside. Just get, the, I don't know where you're going to be, but I know where you're not going to be, which is here. See you later. You know, when my son was 12, Beth and I were like, hey, he had a friend over and he was like, we're going to go to the park. And I said, cool, you guys can ride your bikes over there. And he said, okay. And his friend was like, you got to call my mom and ask her. So I call her and I didn't ask her. I was just like, hey, you know, kids are going to go to the park. And she said, all right, are you driving them over? I go, no, they're going to ride their bikes. 
And she said, are you riding your bike over there too? I go, no, they're going to go over by themselves. And she said, I'm not comfortable with that. And I said, what part? She said, I'm not comfortable with them being at the park by themselves. 12 years old. They're only scared because we are, everybody. I don't think there's more pedophiles. I just think that we, we uh, unfortunately and fortunately, we just know about every single one of them. I told you about it. I scared Jacob one time because he, he doesn't know a fucking stranger. I had to bring him into the house and show him on the computer. Hey, man, it's okay to be, you know, out there and, and uh, friendly, but I, this is the radius of, of a mile radius from our house in all, every direction and the amount of kids who have been abducted over the past five years or gone missing. Your age. Because he was like, eh, he was, maybe he was 14. He was like, who, who's abducted me? You know, they go, ooh. They start to get a low voice, so they think they can fucking, who's abducted me? And I told them, first of all, look, man. I am not a big dude, but I just want you to know that I would punch you hard in the chest one time and then just drag you wherever the fuck I wanted to take you. Don't think, don't think that a grown man, like at 14, he was what, 5'10", 78 pounds, you know? I was like, look, man, I will punch you in the chest and then fold you up like a chair and put you in my backpack. What do you mean? A 14-year-old, most 14-year-old kids have a zero chance against a grown-ass man. Boys or girls, doesn't matter. I had to tell him. I was like, you better slow your fucking roll on that. Because I told you guys that time. I love this. I love this. It's kind of an old-school rock version. Louis DeFrisco, George Thorogood. Um, I told you that time he was in the driveway, right? And there was that homeless dude playing basketball with him. I've told you guys that story, but it was like, what the fuck, man? And he was like, that's my friend Greg. No, it's not. There was a guy down by the river, down by the river, who we used to, when I used to walk the dog down by the river with Jacob, there was a homeless guy down there who kind of kept it, believe it or not, he kept it, he was insane, but he didn't like people smoking weed down there. If you littered down there, he was on your shit. And God forbid you let your dog shit by down, the, down by the river, you didn't clean it up. He literally would pick it up and throw it at the people. Yeah, man, that was his area. You ain't, you have not lived till you've seen a homeless person tell somebody to pick up their dog shit, the person ignore them, and have that homeless person pick it up and throw that poop at the person. It is a sight to be seen. It's like that time when we went to the zoo, L.A. Zoo, and there was this guy at the gorillas. And I guess if you're a gorilla, maybe you think they're mocking you. I don't know. And um, gorilla pooped in his hand and lobbed it at him. It, not kidding. That's a pretty good throw from a gorilla. From probably got to be, had to be half a football field away. Not 25 yards away. And he did like a cream hook shot with the poop. Had to come within a foot and a half of the guy. It was, we were all like, oh, and the guy was still doing the monkey, but he was doing it with his back to the cage um, for the camera. Somebody was filming it, and his friend who was filming it didn't tell him the guy threw the, po the gorilla through the poop because he was like, this is going to be great if it hits him. So you, we were all like, oh, and it landed to the side. Oh, it's been so good. Uh, but this homeless dude always wore a Barbie robe and Barbie uh, heels, uh, slippers that were too small for him. And he was legit bananas. But, yo, Jacob used to talk to that guy, too. Talk to anybody. 
So I had to bring him to the house once and be like, hey, man, look, I'm okay with you hanging around here, doing things with your friends without me there, but like, there also has to be a level of intelligence that you're, I'm sending you out of the house with. And my mistake was assuming that any child, not child, but any boy under the age of 18 has even a modicum of intelligence. Because I've said this before, teenage boys are the dumbest fucking people on... Oh, the dumbest people on planet Earth. If you're... Oh, anybody who laughs like that is the stupidest motherfucker you're going to ever meet. Man, this version with all this music, this kind of old school music, I really like this one, every guys. I'm going to wrap this up pretty soon because I want to get to writing. I don't even know how I started talking about that. Um, but, uh, guys, do me a favor. You know I do this 30 minutes and that's it. I wouldn't mind you guys, by the way, uh, if you wanted to send in, uh, if you want to hear certain stories or suggestions or anything that I've covered and you know started talking about and forget, you can always tweet me and I'll uh, I'll get on it. But yeah, I, I, I'm in a, mentally in a really, you, I'm in a good place right now. I've had more ups and downs in the past four months than I can ever remember. Um, but feeling good right now. My big problem, guys, if I'm being honest, is I have to get over just the constant what I feel to be a slap in the face in, in from my business. I just got to get over it. I get, I got to just fucking relax on, I don't get the respect. I got to relax on that shit. Most of the time I can remember it. But a lot of times that's what sends me into a spot of what the fuck am I doing here? I mean, people ask me a lot. How come you don't do festivals? I'm never asked. I've never been asked. And there's one festival that I got asked to do just today. The offer was so low. I was just like, is, am I, am I, is this my first year in comedy? And I know they're paying because it's a small community. They forget that we all talk. And I'm like, what are they paying you? And they told me, I'm like, that is like your full quote. So a lot of times recently between, uh, you know, the special, which is fucking phenomenal. I couldn't be happier now that it's on the website and it's doing really well. Um, or just other fucking heavy slights that keep being thrown. And every now and then it just is like uh, when you work as hard as I have. Sometimes you can't get out of your own way for wanting just a, uh, and I don't want recognition from, it's more like from people in my community, not even recognition, like, uh, just a tip of the hat. Like I had a dude who puts on shows in LA. He, I saw him out and I was like, man, I'd love to do your show sometime. He was like, send me a link, a fucking link for to do stand up on your show in town. Are you out of your fucking mind? So in the last couple of weeks, guys, it's just been less like my demons and more just me, me reconciling some things mentally. And some days I feel super strong and some days I feel super weak. 
And I've grown to realize that that is just my men. That's who I am. I, I've never looked into any kind of medication or anything like that, but and I've always kind of ridden out the ups and downs, and that's what I always continue to do. But uh, I've started to be not embrace the downs. <laughs> I can't embrace the downs. Yeah, all you politically correct people, he dicks on that one. Um, I don't embrace them, but I accept them as just part of the ride. Just part of the ride. By the way, this is Run DMC, Sucker MC. Um, and I would suggest you guys do that too. I've been getting a lot of messages from people who have been like, tough time in my life. And I feel like we're all... I hear more of that right now than I have ever. Um, and so, honestly, I think it's just, this is J. Cole, everybody, Fire Squad. I think a lot of that has to do with whatever side you're on, with our president. He's a chaos guy. Anyone who listens to my podcasts know I've said a million times, even before Trump, whatever business it is, and where whatever... And this, let's just call America a business. Well, the president, the head of the business, the CEO, I think your company, your group, always vibes and, and, and vibrates to whatever the head is putting out. So I've worked on a lot of sets. Greg Garcia, best set ever. He's a good dude who treats, he was on My Name is, he created My Name is Earl and Raising Hope, guest book. People love working for Greg. Because he's a good guy And he puts out positivity And people show up And they do their job And they fucking love it He took less money I remember on My name is Earl So the craft service Could be better e Either that or he paid for it Out of his pocket One or the other I've worked on it Look when early days At Chelsea She was amazing Involved in everything Every meeting at The last couple years I don't know if you guys Know this And one reason I'll never throw shade at her she stayed those last couple years. Yes, she got a fat check. But I talked to her once. She was like, I feel responsible for hundreds of people's jobs. It's not something that I can cavalierly throw away. So whatever you think about her. But she wasn't super happy the last couple years because she didn't love the job anymore. And it was trickle down. Right? Trump is trickle down. When you have an insult comic as your head when you have a dude uh who lies all the time who makes people feel uneasy and nervous that's trickle down and so and and he makes people he's and he says angry shit it, it's it's volatile he's a volatile guy that's what the vibrations are being sent out that's why we all feel that way right now i don't think it's any doubt any that that's one of the reasons that we're up and down guys this is not like trump deranged syndrome he's blaming people for everybody being depressed he's blaming trump no that's just my theory on look people who support him it's a volatile time he's a volatile guy he's the head of the company it's trickle down that's it um and that's just my my theory like when obama was president he was super liberal, super easy breezy, too easy breezy. 
But because of that, uh, and, and that's what how we were. We were all super easy breezy, but at the same time, he was super. You know, everybody needs to be treated with kindness, and he went overboard with super politically correct, and it went overboard super politically correct. That's what the vibrations was, and so you vibrate to the fucking chief dog. So I want you guys to know who, and people have been reaching out a bunch. We're all ups and downs. Even without him, we're all ups and downs. And the lows can fucking wrap you up and make. It's like you when I get the hiccups and I think oh, I'm never getting out of here. I'm gonna have the hiccups forever. The hiccups forever. And then they end. I especially think I'm gonna have hiccups forever whenever I'm high. But guys, ups and downs. We're all there. Every single person. You know, everybody listening to this right now is probably like, my life's so crazy right now. Everybody says, go knock on any door and ask somebody, how's that going? Well, my life is so crazy right now. Everybody feels that way. What's going on? Eh, it's just tough times. Everybody. Breathe and look for the good times. That's all I can tell you. Instead of clinging to these valleys and the downs, I, when I'm in the downs, I remember... They're in the downs. That I will be. There will be a peak again, and I try to think of the things that I'm thankful for, not the things that I don't have. I think about the things that I have. I have a fucking great family. Holy shit, I'm so lucky. I have great friends. I love what I do. I get to talk to you guys. All this shit. Like, what am I? What am I? Super like. No problem, Chance the Rapper. I'm going to end with this. But so, just start. Why don't we do what we have what we, instead of what we don't have? That's Every time I'm down about the business, I'm like, man, I've had a fucking good career. I look back at the shit I've done, guys. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm so fucking lucky. And that's what always brings me out. When I can get out of my own way and put two hands up and kind of clear out the fog and go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I I wake up every day and I love what I do. I get to look at Beth's beautiful face. That's win-win, man. So look, keep thinking about your wins and what you do have instead of what you don't have. And... At the same time, keep dreaming. I'm so happy to hear from you guys every fucking week. I get a different message about, you know, you said keep dreaming and I made that short film of mine. Or you said keep dreaming and I wrote that short story. Or you said keep dreaming and I painted that picture. Or you said keep dreaming and I'm in Thailand. It's never too late. Keep dreaming. Keep fucking dreaming. Because when you stop dreaming, then what? Keep dreaming. I love this song. All right, everybody. I'm going to go back and do some writing. I was all over the place today. As usual. Lord, don't, don't, don't let a grown man start rhyming at me. Because you know, you know what's going to happen. I'm going to rhyme right back. ComedianJoshWolf.com for tour dates, everybody. And you know what? You know the deal. 
Mac Weldon. Buds and Roses. You go to Buds and Roses in California, by the way, everybody. You say my name, you get 10% off. It's a weed store. ComedianJoshWolf.com for my, for my special. Controlled Chaos every Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. It's like if At Midnight and Pee Wee's Playhouse had a baby. My High Live every Monday night, which is me getting high for an hour. It's a science experiment. Both those shows are on my Facebook fan page, but we'll be going to YouTube soon. And that's it, everybody. Be good to each other. We got one ride on this rock. How you want to spend it? Go have some fun. All right.